0: Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to Branching Out, an upbeat, friend-building, Christian-uniting ministry. We discuss topics concerning our faith, review Christian news, do a devotional, and offer prayers and praise that you share with us. Never be alone. Join us. You can reach us at our website, branchliving.com, or through Facebook at Branch Living. There we have an international community, and it would be a privilege to have you join us. You can comment there, post photos, prayer requests, praise reports. So join us on Facebook at Branch Living. We recently also have joined Getter, that's G-E-T-T-R, and we are starting to post there, so you could join us there as well. Sometimes we're on Twitter. Uh, All of these are just Branch Living. You can also email your prayer requests and praise reports to me at lisa, that's L-I-S-A, at branchliving.com. We podcast once a week, and the heart of our podcast is our branch living message. We talk about issues in our lives, uh, hear Christian news, good news from around the world, and we read a devotion. Sometimes we talk about different lives of Christians, and then we end with your comments, prayers, and praise. Every other podcast, we do try to work in a Bible study. We're going to start that up again. We've been a little bit slow with that. Uh, this past time but we hope to get back on those sometime in the next I'd say two to three weeks we should be starting back up with that. Uh, So do join us and spread the word because we would love to hear from you and with that let us join the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father thank you for this time together. Thank you for giving us this brief period of time to join together and to hear your word and to hear about Christian good news and the lives of other saints that have come before us and to really just kind of walk together to strengthen our faith. Again, we thank you for this ability to join each other from all over the world and to hear the same message together and to be together for this special time. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, today I'm going to talk a little bit about the importance of Christian hope. So what is Christian hope and how does it differ from secular hope or a wish? A wish, as defined by Merriam-Webster, is having a desire for something, often something that is unobtainable. Hope is defined by Webster as to want something to happen or be true and think that it could be happening, could happen or be true. So it seems that the difference between hoping and wishing, in the secular sense, Is the difference up to the degree to which we think something could happen so with a wish we think it's improbable and so we wish it true with a hope we think it's probable or at least possible and so we put our hope in it like boy I hope my plane is on time or boy I hope that meal gets here soon Um, so we don't usually use that as a wish we use that as a hope and so Uh, Wishes, again, are things that we often don't think are going to happen, and hope is what we think is probably going to happen, but we really do want it to happen, and there's a little bit of doubt that it could not happen. So a wish seems unattainable, and hope seems more probable, though not guaranteed. So how do these two contrast with Christian hope? Well, the best source of the definition of Christian hope is in the Bible. And so I'm turning to Romans 15, 13 in the NIV, and this is the uh, quotation. May the hope, may may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Christian hope then is a living hope. It was born in the resurrection of Christ and it continues through the power of the Holy Spirit. This living hope is different from secular hope or from a wish in that it is a power and a promise, not a desire or a want. I'll say that again. Christian hope is different from secular hope or a wish in that it is a power and a promise, not a desire and a want. Our living hope is this. It is the promise of the resurrection for those who believe in Christ. It is the knowledge that heaven is real and is our ultimate home. It is the reality That as Christians, the Holy Spirit lives within us and guides us as we seek and pray for this guidance. It is the full assurance that the Word of God is there for us to understand this life and the life to come. There, in the Bible, we see the fallen state of all men. There, in the Bible, we see what happens if men turn their backs on God and go their own ways. And there, in the Bible, we see, learn, and fully understand why we need God and the importance of following His moral code as lived out by Christ. This is our Christian hope, the ever-living, everlasting Christ who overcame this world and calls us to live our lives for Him. In this hope we find our purpose, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in today's needy world. So Christian hope stands in contrast to secular hope and wishes in that it is firm, it is directional, it is living. So I often meditate on, when I, when I meditate on Christian truths, oftentimes one of the old hymns comes to mind because those old hymns were so perfectly tailored to expand upon biblical truth. As I was writing this about Christian hope, the hymn, The Solid Rock by Edward Mote, and it's from 1834, so it's an old one, that hymn came to mind. So here are the lyrics to that hymn. And as you listen to them, reflect on how solid Christian hope is compared to secular hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And then here's the refrain. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils His lovely face, I rest on His unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. And then you go into the refrain again. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. And then the last verse, When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne on Christ, the solid rock. I stand all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Listen to those words that define Christian hope within that song. When he says my hope is built on nothing less words like built solid, unchanging, the anchor that holds, oath, covenant, support. This is the definition of Christian hope. These words, built, solid, unchanging, the anchor that holds, oath, covenant, and support. As Romans fifteen thirteen tells us, when God fills us with joy and peace as we trust Him, we will overflow this Christian hope into the world through the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, as He fills us with His joy and peace and we trust in Him, we will overflow this Christian hope into the world through the power of the Holy Spirit. So stand in that hope, my friends, and you will stand strong. And I just love that. I love thinking about Christian hope because it is so, so different than hopes and wishes of this particular world. Um, so, and I say particular word because it, the world at this time, I think it, there was probably a time where hope meant a lot, uh, was a lot closer to the Christian definition of hope, but no longer the case. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit today about Edward Moat. He was the one that wrote that hymn that we just kind of went through. Um, and so I just thought while I was looking at that, I'd like to know more about him. You know, What kind of man wrote that type of, the type of lyrics in that hymn? so i uh, took this out of hymnology archives and it was written by john gadsby and it was written in a book called memoirs of principal hymn writers from 1870. the author of my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness was born in upper uh, thames street london in january 21st of 1797. his parents kept a public house and he went astray he tells us from his youth. My Sabbaths, he said, were spent in the streets at play. So ignorant was I that I didn't know there was a God. At length he was apprenticed to a cabinet maker, and during his apprenticeship it is thought that he was in the habit of visiting several places of worship since among his papers was found an account of his hearing in 1813 to, uh, to his eternal good a somewhat celebrated preacher of the day, Reverend John Hyatt, one of Lady Huntingdon's adherents, who at the time preached in the Tottenham Court Road Chapel and the Tabernacle Moorfields. Not long after he joined the church of which Alexander Fletcher, author of Family Devotions, was pastor, But not finding satisfaction in his ministry, he united with the church under the pastoral charge of John Bailey, by whom he was baptized November 1st, 1815. After one or two other changes, he removed to um, the position of cabinet maker at the same time employing his pen and as a writer for the press. In 1852, and again, we're talking about the hymn writer, Edward Mote, became pastor of the Baptist church at Horsham Sussex, where his ministry was greatly blessed, and in the conversion of souls. He was so largely instrumental in securing the house of worship occupied by the church that members, from a feeling of gratitude, proposed to make the property his own. But he refused that gift, saying, I do not want the chapel, I only want the pulpit. And when I cease to preach Christ, then turn me out of that. He was never prevented from preaching by illness or any other cause for a single Lord's Day. In June 1873, his health did begin to fail and he was unable to study and prepare his sermons as he had wanted to do. And then he called a meeting of the church and he made known to those there his inability to retain his position as pastor any longer. He continued, however, to aid the church by securing supplies And was present also at the public ministrations of the word. In the summer of the following year his health still further declined and he said to those about him, I think I'm going to heaven and again nearing the port and to one he said, the truths I have preached I am now living upon and they will do to die upon. And the day before his death he spoke of the precious blood the precious blood which takes away all of our sins. It is this that makes a peace with God. November 13th, 1874, he peacefully passed to his rest and reward, and a few days later he was buried in the little graveyard in the rear of the chapel of Horsham, amongst the tears of those to whom he had so lovingly ministered. So, what a rich life he had cabinet maker, uh, writer, preacher and uh, writer of great hymns like the one that we listen to. Um, and so, uh, we, I love reading about the lives of people who came before us and particularly those who uh, make quite a difference in the church, even though at the time, of course, he would have never known uh, that we would be singing that hymn again today and, and others that he has written. So, um, love to learn about the saints and uh, previous lives and the Christian hope that he had right to the end. So I'm going to end today with a devotion. Where is your hope? This again comes from Billy Graham's um, association and he quotes uh, Hebrews 6:19 from the TLB version of the Bible. This certain hope of being saved is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls, connecting us with God himself. What are you placing your hope in for the future? Your country's government, educational systems, some plan or organization. My hope is in a person, and he capitalizes the P, the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand of God. I have hope, and I know that I am going to heaven. And right here and now, in this present life, I have God's presence to help me. Suppose we had no Bible. Suppose there were no cross, no salvation, no empty tomb. Suppose we had nothing to hang on except... Do your best. Try to patch it up. Do what you can. Oh, but we have a hope. There is a plan of redemption. There is a plan for the future. The New Testament is an exciting book to read. It is full of hope and expectancy, and it shows that God is interested in you. And that comes to us from, again, from the Billy Graham um, Society Association, and it was dated June 1st. Um, So hope is an important part of our Christian faith. Christian hope is the foundation of our Christian faith. And so uh, we unite in that and remember that that's not a wish, that's not a secular hope. That is rock solid. So I'm gonna end with uh, prayers and praise reports. Uh, One praise report is one of the uh, babies that we had been praying for in the past has been able to go home. And so that is a wonderful gift to her parents. She was born very, very prematurely and is now home with her parents, which is wonderful. Also wanna pray for uh, the people of Afghanistan and anybody that is now uh, kind of trapped in Afghanistan and also for everybody with this new surge of Delta, um, the COVID virus. So will you join me in prayer? heavenly father we praise you for answered prayer we know that answered prayer happens in this world every day and oftentimes we pray prayers and then when they are answered we don't come back to praise you and so we praise you for the fact that this baby did go home and is doing quite well with her parents we do father uh, lift up everybody in afghanistan uh, the the people of afghanistan the people of other nations that are now unable to get out Or who are choosing to stay and witness within this crisis we ask you to protect them to be with them uh, and to really bring your justice and your peace to that part of the world it seems so impossible and improbable lord but we know with you all things are possible we also ask your blessing for all of those suffering from covid particularly this new delta variant Uh, we ask you to bring healing and we ask you to remove This virus from our world. We pray this in your name. Amen. So, again, remember you can send your prayer requests to Lisa at branchliving.com. You can post them on Facebook at any time. You can also phone them in to 608 987 0404. Um, That's an answering machine. We won't know who left it unless you leave your name, but always feel free if you just want to pick up the phone and leave a voicemail message. Um, for us to be able to pray here on this podcast. We are uh, grateful to be able to do that for you. So again, thank you for joining me. It's always a privilege to be with you. Enjoy the week ahead. And until we get together again, stay close to God, stay in touch, and I will chat with you again soon.